Hello and welcome to another episode of Tortilla Talk with Imens and Alejo. Today we have Melody on the fucking phone. Zoom. Whatever. (laughs) Exactly. We have a good. We have a good uh, sport tonight. Yeah, and I'm excited. We're gonna talk about a lot of shit tonight. So, uh, uh, for one, you know what? Let's talk about you for for once, Melody. How are you doing tonight? What time is it over there? What day is it? What day? What day? (laughs) Yes, uh, you know, really far away. So right now it's seven o'clock in the morning. No way, dude! That is so intense. Good freaking morning to you. I'm about to go to sleep. It's eleven. I don't even want to be here right now. It's 11.07 as of right it, now. It is. In the, I am what? literally in your tomorrow, guys. Yeah, it's you're Saturday in the here. She's from the future. She's from the future. <laughs> She's in uh, March uh, 19th, and we're yeah. in March yeah. 18th. Good morning. How are you? Thank you. Okay, so real fast and natural tortilla talk tradition um we do have a tortilla fact but i did want to give our special sponsor a shout out to elixir and los angeles california i don't know if you guys can see that because i have why did you say at the end well yeah i can insert it too no you want to say it the whole time because yes 10 percent off and it can get shipped to you in the mail uh they didn't check my id though that's the only thing i had an issue with they had no problem just sending me <laughs> but you know what at the end if you stay till the end you can have the uh offer code at the end yeah offer and then, discount is the same thing whatever either one Before. and then do you want to say the tortilla factor do you want me to say it you have the tortilla facts today because i'm the one opening So humans also are the only animal whose brains can shrink. Like the older that we get, our our brains tend to shrink and suffer from, you know, cognitive dysfunctions like Alzheimer's or dementia. But researchers tell us that we are the only animal that have a shrinkable brain. So animal or mammal? Animal. It doesn't say mammal. This is animal. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know that. Well, apparently we're just... Did you that melody? Yeah, I mean, as humans, we are a very special kind of animal. There's many things we do that uh, other animals other cannot know. do. Yeah. yeah, from like... You know what? For instance. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. You sound so sexy. Ooh, you, you do. <laughs> I love your accent, and I'm so excited about this podcast. And I'm grateful for all your commentary too um anyway yeah that's great that's great news you know that's great news so yeah i'm glad to be back <laughs> nice to come around the second time yeah this Didn't time we're it? actually structured <laughs> this time yeah. we're not just like everywhere which is a very important <laughs> topic today it's very uh spiritual and i know a lot of there, there's tons of people who listen into the podcast who are spiritual and are females so this one's kind of for you guys. <laughs> and you know what, Melody? I want to thank you very much for joining our podcast because we are 
uh, how would you say, like, basically, we're we're a little podcast right now. Yeah, and we inspired to be a bigger podcast in the later run, and we appreciate you as a person because you are a very respectable woman, and I've I've done my research on you and stuff, and yeah, so I'm excited about this podcast, and I hope that we can get bigger from this, and I hope that your words inspire a lot of people today. So mm. on on that though, guys, this is tortilla talk, and you heard our tortilla fact of the day. <laughs> um, today we have a special guest, this Melody from uh, Italy. Italy, it was Italy. I I said I think I said France earlier, right? Didn't I, Irene? <laughs> yes, you did. You I did. did. I did. And I wasn't for ignorance or anything. I know where you're from, but he's I just, just been really busy with his job that he. I have so much shit going shit, on. So I have sorry. so much stuff going on, and it's not out of ignorance. It's not out of like disrespect or anything. It's just I have a lot of people in my house right now, and I have to be outside <laughs> for this podcast. So <laughs> let terrible. me just tell you that I have a lot going on. Mm. Um, let's. Uh, do you guys want to? start talking about our day really or our week really quick uh starting with you i uh i had c diff the whole week a what i had c diff the whole week so i had a viral infection most of the week and <laughs> uh I had to, i'm on antibiotics there's really not much i i was dying still dying i still feel like shit but i'm here jesus <laughs> what about you, Melody? Oh, this week has been really interesting. I don't know how you guys, like how much you connect with spiritual facts or astrology, for instance, um, or even just like the traditional, the cultural meaning. But, uh, we have been having full moon yesterday. So usually like yes, with full moon, even like doctors and nurses and people who work like in first aid and say like people kind of go a little bit crazy. There's more they people do. being admitted in, obsc- in uh, hospitals and it's just a general thing. Um, I can tell like- you as a person who's a medical assistant and I work as a nurse too, um, I have tons of patients that have gone nuts on me today exclusively. And I was like, why? And I have all of my crystals currently charging. My moon water is mm. out. Everything is ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you so that. Last week, we were building up to this, basically. The whole week, like, if you also look at the moon, it looks like a woman, like, getting... Gorgeous. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. And bigger and bigger, like, almost a pregnant. underneath and, it, too. Uh, it's just picture perfect. I don't know what it I'm is. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I literally last week was a fucking perfect week. So I work yeah. Monday through Friday and I never got that like good chance of like being able to work like a, a you know, weekdays and then have the weekends off. And then today, today is Friday, right? And TGIF, you know, it's fucking Friday. I had Ooh. two of my coworkers, they were going to fist fight for fucking screaming at each other. Uh, fuck you don't Whatever. okay hold on wait why just i don't even know it was like over the piteous fucking shit ever and it was like oh my god guys stop and then then i had a guy walking around so i do construction right ability sorry yeah i'm here with you but no they were like so i had 
people just not working. And then our boss is gone. Blah, 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 blah. Mm, it sounds awesome. intense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. obviously, but this week is leading up to everything that you guys were leading up to. I mean, it, holy yeah. shit. It was Last just like was a great. lot because of the moon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of Last course. Last week was great, but today was fucking shit. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I have a question though for you, Melody. Let's go for it. Do you guys do daylight savings time? Uh, you mean like the change in the clock? Uh, I know I've seen like on some... Two times. So it's spring forward and fall fall back. I think we still do. I think, yeah. But by now, what I noticed is that because uh. everything is kind of like technological and it changes like in the middle of the night, beside the oven clock, like everything else kind of like reset itself, even like your alarm clock. So I don't know if I notice... Uh, as much never well yeah there's yeah. this there's this thing with like some kind of i don't know what it is but i know that like like supposedly like basically if you have like an analogical clock or whatever the fuck it's called analog clock analog clock yeah there we go thank you um i'm, I'm a little stoned sorry <laughs> smoking too much <laughs> weed the sponsor. But, um, so if you have one of those clocks, like there's like this like magnetized or something something about it, and like it will set your clock back. Like you literally can watch going from twelve o'clock to one o'clock or twelve o'clock to like eleven o'clock or whatever the fuck it is, and you can watch your clock go backwards with the an- analog, right? If you're mm-hmm. watching your clock go backward and forward, then it's not analog. It's the automatic one, like the regular clocks, mm-hmm. like on phones and cell phones. But do you know what I'm t- Yeah, it, yeah, you can physically watch it turn, yeah. But it's a digital clock? Or it is, is a it digital. analog? Because analog, no, no. you would have to, digital, you would have to digital, put it in yourself. But dig- no, digital would be the one that has, like, it automatically shows. Yeah. So you have to reset those ones. The analog, like the, I'm talking about the ones that's been, like, like you have to look at the clock and realize what second, one, what hour, and what minute it's on. Yeah, I'm talking like about your cell phone the full and like face your clock, clock and whatever clock. is connected to the internet. Anything that's connected to the internet. No, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the ones that you that you would have in your classroom. The ones that go yeah, on. Yeah, that wall. one you reset by hand, and then no, like there's some of them that that will. <laughs> That okay will okay reset themselves but then there's some of them that don't and then you have to reset them right. you... okay whatever anyway okay. <laughs> i think whatever, like you're whatever. talking about specific even... guys yes you it can really you can watch it i would totally what? get the I point guess. We, we can trauma back in time you're traumatized. i'm time. traumatized i think i'm traumatized <sighs> all of us well they do say that when you do the light saving switch there's like more accidents and people tend to be more tired like it takes a couple of weeks to reset basically and that yeah. is that because it, like you're more tired yeah i mean we have lost so much touch with uh, um you know the natural rhythm like i don't know you guys but no matter how late i go bed at night in the morning when the sun kind of pops up i feel my energy rising now and uh, i noticed that a lot of people instead they they, they scream and fight against the, you know like uh, my mom is, no. but what and if like, what if it's like what if it's dark outside 
and then like like kind of like that daylight saving stuff so like what if it's dark outside do you feel like you're gonna be like oh energized and this and that no when it's <laughs> when it's six o'clock let's say that you wake okay, up okay but hold on because i totally feel energized at like six o'clock in the morning like i wake up at five o'clock every day before my alarm clock and i'm just like oh i <laughs> i'm excited let's start this shit mm. but that's just me i don't know I think he it depends <laughs> um, like your body just wants a rhythm you know like and we have two of them we have the solar one and the lunar one so like the masculine the feminine rhythm but um usually your body just wants to adapt to whatever works for you especially the brain is always trying to be very productive and very effective so yeah I also recognize the thing of waking up before the alarm clock where you're like your brain just like brings you to the point that you're very excited and you can't sleep. That's how it happens, really. Like your body excites you awake. Um, and a lot of times it is because we like we know that the alarm clock is coming. And so our body like responds earlier. But I have built a life where I'm so, so grateful and so thankful that I get to wake up with the sun, meaning that if it's six o'clock and it's dark, I might be starting to feel my energy go up but I won't feel like getting out of bed. Usually that's the time where I do my meditations uh, or my self-pleasure practice uh, or, um, you know, write down, maybe doing some morning pages, pages or some journaling. But I mean, it's a, it's a life you, you get to choose when you do this also for a living, you know, that all you do and all you are, it's talking about the body and how you move with it. What is That's your like a pretty blessed life. <laughs> I loved being home and, and being able to do my whole schedule. I love waking up and meditating, but I still figure out how to get in at least five to 10 minutes now. And I work somewhere between 10, 10 hours sometimes. Mm. So, you know, I still get it in. I do my affirmations and my gratitude. I do affirmations while I wash my face. And I don't yes. know why that makes me feel more charged and more awake. Mm. well really it's because like you get to connect also with the water water it's like the source of life if it wasn't for water like we couldn't be on this planet sure. it also it's like very connecting like if you think about the cycle of water it's always like river to rain, to shower, washing our face, washing our hands, taking a bath. We get to connect with that. And so your affirmation, they charge even more because you are also pampering yourself and giving yourself a moment of uh, um, uh, loving attention. I do uh, these kind of things when I wash dishes, for example. You know, like for me, meditation, it's something that I prioritize, but it's also something that I will like quickly uh, throw in into something that I'm already supposed to do you know whether it's yeah. walking somewhere or doing the dishes or even talking to a friend or even just this can be very meditative if I really focus on you know feeling our energy for example now I I feel like I miss Alejo's energy yeah <laughs> right I don't know where what happened I think he lost connection oh baby there you go you see I felt it I didn't yeah. see it on zoom but I was like, where is he? Yeah, he pops in normally. So we, that's how we know oh. he's gone. But yeah, 
um, <sighs> recently I've, I've been really, really into just connecting spiritually because I haven't been able to like really work out and I'm trying like different stuff to get rid of like the headaches. Well, you know, I've been dealing with migraines. We, we kind of oh. talked a little bit about it. And so I don't know, a lot of smoke cleansing. Sometimes people say that fragrances are like what sets it off. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I've been trying different pressure points, a bunch of stuff. So I'm really excited just to learn more. And yeah, I don't know if we want to wait for him. You can kind of just already get you into can it. Just wait and then like, uh, that's the thing also, again, the feminine, like if you think also like uh, from a tribal point of view, like a very ancient and like, we, let's try to see it like transcending from like the modern narrative of like toxic masculinity, whatever. But there was a time a long time ago where like men, maybe they were going hunting or like the strong one of the tribe will go hunting. And then others like including uh, the women and the young ones, they would like stay behind and chat and spend the time like just chatting and waiting for the men to come back or like in, in um, you have very many uh, stories like this, like the one of Ulysses and his wife that like, you know, was waiting for him by making this um, craft project basically. But anyway, talking back about your uh, headache, I mean, I, we talked about this also, uh, and you work in the earth health industry. So I am totally for, you know, going to your doctor, having things examined. Like, I mean, it's one of the powerful things we can do. And then as we do that, uh, we can also um, support whatever the doctor is doing whatever course of treatment uh, we are on, like the antibiotics you mentioned earlier, with a more holistic approach by looking at what we eat, what we say to ourselves, how we move, because um, movement can also be like a source of great healing, but also a source of inflammation or self-rejection. Like I know for me, for example, um, as a woman, I, um, I've always been kind of like, brainwashed into being smaller to lose weight there's always thing lose weight lose weight and the message it's just really chipping away also at other parts that it's not just the fat that you might be carrying but it's just like make yourself smaller don't be so loud don't be so opinionated don't be too much like in general it becomes this like shadow as we say in the spiritual word yeah and then we have all sort of like physical symptoms that can be the headaches that can be uh you know like a shoulder pain or chest pain like we have all sorts of uh, signals all sorts of like bell ringing from everywhere in our body because um and there are actually two things of this because i don't want to demonize anything ever there's also the thing that you get sick every time your body is up to uh, growth spur. You have children, so I think you know, right? Yeah, yeah. They get like a big fever or a big flu, and then they started walking, and then yeah. they were able to tie their shoe, you know? They spend like three days that they're like just mess, you know, it's all snot and... Uh, Terrible, yeah. And <laughs> exactly, and there's only like Paw Patrol or whatever. But then, as soon as they are done with that sickness, boom they do like a hyper jump into their growth and adults 
still do that. It's just that we are not more in tune with the growth that keeps going on because our body has stopped growing, but it has not stopped changing, you know? And so our brain, you were talking about brain shrinkage and the fact that humans are the only ones that do that. I mean, it's because our body keeps changing. It's um, one of the most complex uh, structures we have on earth, you know, how this body both physically and emotionally and spiritually works. And so what I recommend with uh, when you're feeling like, let's say your headache specifically, it's first of all, to be gentle with yourself, to be compassionate, to just see it's a headache. Everybody gets headaches and I'm allowed to take care of myself because I have this headache and because everyone else would be doing that you know the taking care part because I think um I don't know let me know what do you do in the health industry so that I know because usually it's a always a job of service and yeah you get, um, uh, I'm a medical and like I've I've done many jobs but as of currently I'm in um primary care so that's like your primary doctor that you go to for anything that you need like if you need referral somewhere sometimes if it can't be handled in the office like we do EKGs we do all types of vaccinations uh, we even handle falls like cuts wounds anything yeah and so obviously that job like I don't know if you are familiar with uh, the term like secondhand trauma yeah. and compassion fatigue basically jobs where you're always in service your body literally like your eyes see your hear your ears they can hear your hands will be touching often people that are in pain and that is also triggering for our own pain and that might not be physical but eventually as we get more and more exposed to the pain we start also to kind of like identify with it because that's the natural like empathic thing that we want to do and that's why like things like self-care and uh, really like uh, um, realigning your energy which used to be like a super triggering phrase for me is like what the fuck is uh, realigning <laughs> your energy <laughs> like uh, ugh, what is this mumbo jumbo you know it's so funny I got so similar with that term that I started to do sleep meditation I don't know mm. if you've ever tried that and you can align yeah. your chakras like all of them in a good eight hour meditation of sleep. I can tell yeah. you every single time I've done it and I've done like the free ones on YouTube, I felt better the next day. Like immediately I'm just vibrating higher. I could feel it. And it's like, yeah. it makes it easier, I guess. Cause you know, anything spiritual just seems so terrifying like meditating is really intimidating for somebody who can't sit in silence with your own right and kind of just sort it out and it took Mm. me so long to just feel comfortable with my eyes closed and I don't think a lot of people talk about especially as a woman like what that's like to meditate and finally let go yeah And I mean, this is super cool because this is really what I do also in my practice, in my women's circles and um, whenever I work one-on-one or with colleagues even. But the whole point is that, especially in the West, we have been sold this idea of meditation that is a very masculine meditation, like the sitting still and eyes closed and be still. That one, it's a beautiful meditation, a very powerful way of meditating, but not the only one. 
and um, especially for people who have felt like uh, deep trauma like the idea of being with your eyes closed and in the darkness might be the hardest way to go at meditation you know so i am a big fan of sleep meditation too especially if you find some on youtube that are free and they work for you uh, i think that's just like again the, the generosity and the abundance of this world is that when we look for things there are so many that are accessible to us more than what we think we are so used to thinking like oh i don't have what i need i don't have the money i don't have this and yet there are so many like free resources open access things like you just really have to go out there and look like i totally get what you're saying like it takes it takes so long if you can't figure out affirmations and like look i get it but google Google what you want to do. So mm. I don't know if you do this with affirmations, but this is something I do every day. I look at the synchronicity of the day, like let's say, mm. it's, uh, you know, Jupiter day. And then yeah. I go with the associations of that day and I'm, yeah. I'm focusing on like, what does it stand for? And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put that into practice with my affirmations and I'm going to just Google, yeah. you know, like affirmations for this, like whatever it may be, because it's different every day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I just get up and I do my routine, you know, where I wash my face and I do my affirmations and like I shower and I shower and I think about like washing the negative of like whatever it is bothering me. Because like, you know, some people have anxiety. I have anxiety. So that's what I do to kind of yeah. like wash it away. Just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm starting the day on a clean slate. And then like, yeah. I just go forth. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely beautiful. And all of these you see, they're like meditation in motion. And those are really more in the realm of feminine type of practices. So that's what I wanted to say also like with meditation, what you want to get to is the zone where, and you achieve this even before you ever learn anything about meditation. If you play an instrument, you are familiar with that idea that like you've been practicing and practicing at some point, like it just, works you are flowing with it you can just or even hear in sport. it yeah. yeah or even in sport or there are so many activities that we do that are a bodily based that then brings us to this like zone and that is meditation and the trick is that you can do it with literally anything and the sitting still that's the the paradox is incredible because um you know, and we talked about like sleeping meditation that are very easy because you just put them on and you yeah. do it as you sleep. So your body is doing his own thing and you're just exposing yourself to the kind of words that you might need. And you can also have like dancing meditation or, you know, I do smudging. I have my little sage. I have my that little palo so santo. That you say that because I don't know if you know this, but like Mexicans kind of like have this thing where like if you dance, you're kind of like dancing out certain vibrations you're like it's like a protection like there's there's many ways people look at it depending on you know who you talk to and what lineage you come from (laughs) and the most like vague way of saying because you know there's some people who come from certain pasts and then it's not religious at all but um so like if you come from a spiritual background a spiritual family and they are they're like teaching you hey dancing is such a great way to connect with like yourself on another level And I think I heard that you can release from your sacral chakra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, of course. And the sacral chakra is like 
the crown jewel of the feminine as much as the third eye is to the masculine, you know, like at the top, we have all the thoughts and all the linearity and all the black and white sort of being of the brain on our third eye, which is between the eyes. And then the sacral, which is basically our genitalia, our source of creativity that is like where all the energy come from and if you i am a latin dancer myself i dance yeah. salsa and bachata i love it so then you, you understand really like, what it's like to you can really truly just let it out that way yeah and that's what i do also in my therapy we do like spiritual bachata because i tell you something it's not only spiritual but it's also like historically accurate a lot of these dances are born out of uh, people who were taken and they were slaves and they had shackles so literally limitation limiting beliefs all the things that they were holding them down it's just that for us now the shackles are just the limiting belief for them it was like a realistic constriction of freedom and the bachata for example is like this small step side to side and because that was the only range of movement that they could do, um, but they were doing it. And as they were doing it, we know also, for example, similarly is gospel, like gospel music, you know, it's, you can feel it that it's very liberating because it is passed down for pe- from people who really embodied this not being free and still finding freedom from something bigger than them that is music that is pleasure that is god and we have become so accustomed to this idea of like spiritual in one side religious in one other corner historical in another one and scientific also like each separated in our own little corner without realizing that all these things are so connected come yeah, on so connected. you know if you guys can't read the, the lines, like it, it just, they shoot for each other constantly. Like it's the same. Thing. For sure. And I tell you also that, I mean, we call it sacral chakra, but really what it is, it's the area of the hips where we have our reproductive system, the end of our digestive tract. And those are organs that are connected to the parasympathetic nervous system. So it's not the part that we talk the most that it's more like the attack, the think and doing, but it's more like the rest and digest system. Yeah, and so, they all go off of subconscious muscles. Like I, I totally get exactly. where coming from. And so there's also exercises that are done, uh, for example, in trauma release uh, experiencing, where it's really like the movement of the hips, whether it's by shaking, but it's also by making love. (laughs) And you know that this is what I work with. (laughs) That's why we love doing it so much because it allows us to move the trauma that is stuck in there. I don't know if we talked about it last time, but there is this book, The Body Keeps the Score by Kolk von der Bessel. And he really talks about the the fact that the trauma goes and hides in the body. And then like we can feel it because sometimes you touch a spot and like a painful memory will come out, you know, or you will move your hips and all of a sudden you'll feel free as if like one thing that was weighing you down, like it's gone. And this is not magic. I mean, it's the magic of your brain. It's being able to do that all along. And these people, they also work with uh, psychedelics, for example. And earlier you were mentioning the sponsor and we were talking about this. I wonder, yeah. should we 
go into it. Um, earlier, you were saying that, um, yeah, that you were sponsored by, can you remind me? Maybe Elixir. Elixir. Yeah. It's a marijuana dispensary in Los Angeles. All right. Uh, um, I'm actually very glad that in the U.S. it has come to the point that it's like uh, uh, legal, like with this, you know, I know it's complicated because it's state does a different thing. And yeah. I think here in Europe, it kind of like echoes because you have countries where it's not legal, but it's like very much accepted, like Spain, pretty much. Um, yeah. You have the Netherlands where it's also still not legal, but I mean, coffee shops are like a reality. They are like a, a business that pays taxes. So it, it's a different culture around it that it takes away from like the you know shadowy sleazy way of uh, um, really accessing a plant that's been put on this earth um, to also be able to help people yes. sure we as human have a tendency to abuse or to misuse everything you know like people food money clothes drugs isn't it the saying too much of anything is bad i mean it's i don't think it's necessarily the quantity but it's the intention if you yeah. think about it whenever you're doing anything with the intention of not feeling what you're feeling escaping your reality escaping your situation you know you're going to be able to find ways to do that your brain is very resourceful in finding ways to sabotage yourself if you know you have a high sensation and you're like oh, I don't like this you know like yeah. your brain is gonna try to soothe you by finding whatever and some people are more um, uh, let's say uh, prone to one thing rather than the other but you can see people who never smoke never drink and they are like workaholic or they're uh, the way they handle conflict is always very rough like there's always something you it's know really negative um, and toxic I totally get what you're talking about I mean in the end it's human we all have it to different yeah. degrees in different amount with different people and yeah I mean the, the everybody the errs like, everybody errs yeah Exactly. And so the nice thing is that um, that I wanted to share with you is that a lot of people don't know that, uh, you know, um, plants do different things, even like uh, modern medicine, they come out of like those uh, uh, books with all the herbs and what they used to do. And so there are some practices that medically speaking, they've lost any reason to be, but there is still like some spiritual significance and especially like uh, marijuana it's considered to be like a feminine plant because it is um, a plant that uh, helps you connect with your feelings like you become more mellow usually you want to eat you want to be cuddly it's not like alcohol I think it kind of depends example. on if you have like an indica or if you have a sativa because I feel I feel relaxed either way regardless exactly like, yeah. But like if it's a hybrid, if it's sativa, if it's an indica, but like if it's an indica, I definitely want to eat more. I definitely want to lay down. But yeah. a sativa, yeah. I'm like, I can, I can hop, skip, jump, work out, like <laughs> all of these crazy things. Yeah. I remember I used to date someone in Amsterdam that was working in a coffee shop and he taught me this trick to remember like indica in the couch, 
meaning like it brings you down and sativa, sativa up, you know, it makes you feel like more sociable. But again, it's like, it's not the same as alcohol. Like that's what yeah. I want to like come at the energy thing. Like whether you take indica or sativa, you're going to feel relaxation, which is like the prime gift of the feminine. You know, the feminine relaxes, opens, surrenders, feels, moves, flows. All of that is the feminine opposed to the masculine. It's like, go and do a mission and determination and the goal and, you know, and, and, and with alcohol, you have more of that, you know, like, let's go fuck something up or let's go. Yeah. And I mean, any, but anything can be used um, with the right intention, you know, um, positively. But what I really love marijuana <laughs> is that it, it does help people to connect with their feminine, with their feelings, with their relaxation. And even like things they were stuck on that they were thinking and thinking and thinking. That's why it works so well with people who have anxiety, which is basically like this like, thoughts, loops that never let you, you know, feel comfortable. Marijuana comes there and like unblocks it if you have uh, uh, the intention of relaxation, of being more comfortable with yourself. And um, usually people smoke it either pure or with tobacco and tobacco instead is like a masculine type of plant. But we were talking about that you can smoke it with flowers. You can literally like even put your chamomile tea and put some yeah. of that as a filler rather than tobacco so that um, it has different properties and different flowers uh, they kind of evoke different uh, uh, feelings have you seen the blunts that were rolled with um, rose petals <laughs> yeah I do that too that I feel like would be such a great self-love like moment yeah. like you would yeah. just be practicing and and be like so in tune with letting go it would be a beautiful experience but <laughs> I would have to do it by myself like that's something I feel like would just be a me thing like I need to be alone and I need to just feel it you know yeah yeah at the moment uh, I made a mix that was chamomile like at a specific special one chamomile flower from Rome and then rosebuds and then you grind them up and you can just smoke those uh, even just as instead of a cigarette, for example, if you want to quit yeah. smoking. And indeed, the rose, it's that flower, especially if you have rosebuds that usually are pink. Um, the pink is this uh, color that reminds us that is together the red of passion, love, blood, fire, and white that is like healing and peace and like, you know, the morning sun, you know, all that and yeah. combined. And as you smoke it, you, what you do is like you connect with this idea of like self-love and compassion and slowness. So yeah, you can definitely like find uh, that's, that's my message in any case is like, whatever you do, you can find a way to do that or spiritually or consciously like you can label it how you want but what I want to everybody to know especially for women especially when we have been told like that there's certain ways of being woman like you can either be like curvy and then you have to be super curvy or like yeah. you have to be skinny um, you have to be smart or beautiful like you don't have to do shit you can do everything with your intention with your like special scent your special flavor exactly. and so also smoking also smoking 
How do you feel about marijuana and meditation? Because I feel like those are two powerful entities, especially yeah. if you're trying to like connect, like any type of connecting to inner child, to your inner feminine. Like it is such a deep rooted connection. Like you could just let your thoughts go a lot easier, especially if you suffer from uh, PTSD, CPS, PTSD, yeah. depression, anxiety, like I've definitely asked a lot of people, like, do you put <clears throat> marijuana into your practices? Like, do you do a ritual? There's, there's tons of people and they don't, either they don't know what a ritual is and then they end up telling yeah. you their routine and then <laughs> it's like, mm. then they understand that that's their ritual. But a lot of them, you know, will uh, wake up in the morning and do the whole quote unquote wake and bake. But while they're waking and baking they're like listening to music and just kind of like being yeah. tuned but I don't yeah. think they understand that they're physically tuning themselves like to have a positive exactly <laughs> no I yeah I mean this is uh, like every word you said I was like yes yes in yeah. that in that uh, <laughs> and indeed because we have come so accustomed to routines that we forgot rituals and they are really like literally the same thing one it's more embodying that masculine energy of like linearity everything one after another scheduled organized structured and the ritual is the same identical thing like you could be like having breakfast washing your face listening to music and and i'll touch upon the using of marijuana here too but a ritual is just that as you do it you enjoy it and yeah. you have a tendency to go back and do it in a similar way to enhance the pleasure rather than the productivity or the efficiency of it. You know, it's just like the same process, but just how you do it uh, changes, you know. And some days you want to be in the masculine, you want to be like productive, get stuff done, bam, bam, bam. And some others you want to be more ritualistic, more feminine. And that's why, for example, on weekend we take coffee or like breakfast very slow and when it comes to uh smoking weed and meditation i do think it's possible i do think it can be a powerful tool for people however what it demands is like this devotion this again like every step of the way checking in that you're not doing it to escape your reality you're not doing it with the intention of of um, numbing or like drowning the noises and the alarms that are coming from your body but rather as you said to tune in and that's um a easy like a simple thing that's not easy you know like uh to ask constantly of ourselves like am i present am i here am i experiencing and like myself also i need to do meditation every day with or without with i do also meditation that are connected to pleasure um, tantric meditation that I use uh, my yoni egg and you mentioned earlier the affirmation and really connecting what's the energy of this day so today we are Saturday in my case and Saturday for me it's the so not for me but Saturday it's a Saturn <laughs> day that is like the god of patience the god of harvesting and for you that it's Friday it's Venus day it's compassion yeah. it's um in other culture, it's Freya, which is the Celtic goddess. That's why you have Friday. And she's about being brave and bold. But in general, like you have this energy. And if you tune in with them, it's a beautiful way for nature to remind you how to process your 
thoughts and feelings. And that's what also marijuana does. You know, it allows you to process some things. It reminds you things you have forgotten about the human experience, you know, like things that were really worrying you all of a sudden they find perspective or what you were describing, like the morning with the music and smoking, that has totally a place. Uh, the, obviously, the invitation is to do it from a place of uh, this is going to help me be even more of myself in the day rather than this is going to help me hide who I am. This is going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's because- not like putting on your mask. It's definitely getting ready to just you know, I guess you'd call it grounding before you leave the house because like there's yeah. there's tons of people who need to ground and I don't think they understand yeah. that. Like you have to protect yourself and protect your energy. And like, I totally understand being empathetic, but you can be empathetic and also protect yourself because <laughs> you may have oh, good intentions, but everybody else doesn't have good intentions. <laughs> well, you know, even when we step like a little bit away from good and bad thinking, the reality is that a lot of empathetic people, they will attract uh, people who are hurt. And so like you right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's no sorry. You are human <laughs> and you're sick. So, um, but yeah, empathetic people, they tend to attract uh, hurt people because uh, uh, we can feel them and we are called to them. And that's why like being uh, empathic needs it's imperative that it comes with boundaries and knowing that you are worth protecting it's not much that you have to protect yourself because others are a piece of shit but it's more like you need to protect yourself because you're valuable yeah you know it's just that really and your energy you, you don't know who yeah. you're walking by you know they could be taking your energy you would you wouldn't even know <laughs> but that's the thing and like People will always be taking, and we also take energy from others, is our consciousness of our energy that changes how we do it. Because if I know that I am feeling tender and I can feel it in my body, I'm feeling weak, it's a beautiful invitation to be more inwards, to be more with myself or with people that are safe. That's where you want to do the grounding, you know, because maybe you're feeling a bit too much too big to out there and so you are uh, catching all these uh, uh, energies from others all their thoughts all their physical expression their face expression and you're just like even if it's a a stranger on the street you see maybe their face even just maybe with the um, the corner of the eye and something happens to you you know like it it changes uh, how you feel because you saw someone like frowning or crying or worried and you don't know who they are and they just walk by and they didn't mean to hurt you in any way, but you just felt the energy. Exactly. When you are that out there. And so that's the call when the outside world is kind of like hurting you. It's basically reminding you, you are human. You also have your own hurt, your own work to do. And so go back look inward, spend time with yourself, meditate, smoke weed, do like self-pleasure practices, uh, draw, paint, uh, express yourself through art, talk with someone who feels safe and cozy and warm, really surround yourself with it so that, and that is real protection because real protection is not about like pushing people out, but it's about, you know, reconnecting with what it's within, you know, uh, knowing that 
you have value, you're worthy, you're loved. And that's why it makes total sense for you to spend the time, not with others, not in service, not giving, not doing, but just like being and feeling. And marijuana being a feminine plant helps immensely with that because it's what it reminds us to just feel and be, just chill. Yeah, just chill, yeah, the official chill pill. That's what, that's what this is. <laughs> mm. But I love that. And, you know, I've recently been figuring, trying to figure out, I should say, how to connect even further with myself because I feel like I'm on the right path. And I know a lot of other women are too. And we're all in the spiritual awakening together, it seems. <laughs> um, mm. So like how, besides what we named right now, how do we connect with ourselves further? Like what meditations do we do we do to dig deep? Like what things shadow yeah. work, shadow work, that's the word I'm looking for. What shadow work do we right. do to kind of like start this self-love of the inner feminine? Mm. So shadow work, it's a big part of what I do in my program. It's the second module. I like to start with really diving deep and helping people connect with the idea of feminine and masculine. So they start to see how it permeates because it all starts with building a base of knowledge of this like energy that moves. And then the second step, when you can equalize and be okay with how much you give and receive, you wanna look into the shadow work, which is um, developed from um, Carl Jung. But it's this idea that whatever we label as negative it's a sort of hidden wisdom that's why it's shadow it's the part of us we don't like the part of us we resist the part of others we resist the part of life and the world that we just feel like yeah you know like no <laughs> no <laughs> I'm, and, i refuse I'm, to talk about this that's how i feel exactly <laughs> and, and this even if you feel my reaction it's really much like a child like no yeah, i don't yeah. want to do it and no. The because ego. the gosh, I mean, the ego. The, the ego is also a part of us, but especially in shadows, and especially when we show up to them and we say, like, look, I really want to look inwards, I really want to change, I really want to see and feel a shift. It's not necessarily the ego, it is it, the ego has developed to protect you. There's a, there's a lot of people who want to like kill the ego and remove the ego. First of all, good fucking luck because that's <laughs> never gonna happen. Like, I'm sorry, you can try as much as you want. It's not gonna go away. It's kind of like trying to remove a like a, a, a piece vital of your body, body like a, yeah, like a piece of your intestine because it has poop. You know, like I know it's shitty, but that's what it does. <laughs> you know like it is good though to become one with your ego that's what I guess I'm trying to get at like you know exactly like I know there's like different parts of your shadow because it's really like how do you say hyper focused on something that happened in your lifetime and um well at least from my perspective at least from the things I've worked on in shadow work um I've always noticed that it's like something very like like enhanced like I, I could just name the date and um, exactly sometimes it's it's like a childish thing and then sometimes it's like not <laughs> and that but it is the same reaction like you were giving like 
I refuse to, to give this up for some God awful reason that really doesn't even make sense. No, of course it doesn't. Yeah. And that's the thing, like reason will only get you from A to B. Imagination will take you anywhere. And that's when you said like some things are childish, some things are not here. I kind of want to like um, debunk a myth <laughs> because we talk a lot about inner child and inner child healing in connection to shadow work. And a lot of people just assume that inner child means like five-year-old me you know, or like 10 no, year old I'm me. I'm talking about pre-adolescent. <laughs> like, so, I am I talking like about have, yeah. even yesterday, you, you know what I mean? Like inside of us, we hold like infinite amount of inner children, you know, like every past version of ourselves, it's inside an inner child. And then every version of ourselves that has not existed yet, that it's only potential and it's like it could be everything and the opposite of everything those our future selves our higher selves and we happen to be that one point of connection between these two infinite series of us you know different versions of us and so when we do shadow work sometimes we need to do shadow work on the shitty reaction we just had now and it's like yeah. the first time we have like this sort of reaction to something but indeed usually we talk about inner child healing because a lot of the like knee-jerking reaction that we have like no no it comes from when we were younger when we were adolescents when we were young adults and there are like phases of our lives that have consolidated and that's why now they we feel triggered but we have gained the maturity to go back and look into that uh shadow see why we always yell when this happened and it's also like a body pattern you're like you know how you can drive onto a road without really knowing where you're going because yeah. you have done like the same Muscle road memory. over and over exactly so that applies also to emotion you know like we have muscle memory for emotion. Whenever like a certain trigger happened, our body goes like, okay, activate the procedure. I'm mad and I'm scared and I'm going to yell and break stuff. You know, this is what we do. And we get to shift that pattern when we look back into this shadow and we go like, when did this start? And it started when I was 16. And because this happened and with the maturity and the growth that we have now, we can have a dialogue with that past version of ourselves and go like, hey, this is so shitty that it happened. It really sucked. If other people were like the cause why you felt hurt, you can say things like, um, they weren't doing it to hurt you. They were doing it because they were hurt. And it doesn't say anything about you being worthy, you being loved. Like when you do, you know, child healing, and that's what I do also in my practices, uh, I don't prescribe to you what to say. I'm just giving now examples, but I would just invite everybody, like what does that past version of you need to hear? What does it need to see? What does it need to feel through the touch? So you are like in this uh, visualization where you can reconnect to that child and really make it material that's like you were asking me what can we do to really start liberating 
our femininity from an authentic, a true point of view where we are not really faking to be someone we are not. Yeah. And um, I'm saying like beside uh, sacred plants, uh, beside uh, um, self-pleasure ritual, the senses, you know, like the whole thing, like uh, Alejo earlier was saying that it says like, I have uh, a sexy voice. That hasn't been always the case. It has developed as I really engage with my senses as much as I could. And that's something that you don't even need to put it onto, onto your to-do list, you know? But it's kind of like a check-in, like when you have your first sip of coffee, we said last time, or um, when you see like a beautiful piece of art or a beautiful sunset, do you really feel it? Do you allow yourself to be moved, to have the emotion about uh, what your senses are receiving because those the moment are, that's crazy oh, i've yeah. never even thought about that <laughs> yeah it's all about the savoring and so as you savor everything radically like everything you eat everything you smell everything you see and also find the the, the savoring and the beauty really that's why i i'm really passionate about women feeling beautiful and at every size, at every shape. Myself, I lost like 50 kilos. I had two surgery and now I have a huge scar. I have stretch marks everywhere. I still weigh, uh, I think in pounds, it would be like something 160, which is not well, like 170 even, uh, but it's really like not skinny bitch sort of realm. And yet like I get told, constantly how beautiful I am how sexy I am like I I told you even with Alejo that it's not like straight even so yeah <laughs> and uh, I think that I has have... a lot to do with people finally loving women for how they come not for mm. how they want their female built because I've heard a lot of a lot more men now I should say because opposed to when I was younger say you know I love a woman you know with hips opposed to when I was younger everybody wanted their spouse to be like stick thin and no butt and it, it, it's like women aren't built like that and the funny thing about this is that it's not a new thing yeah. <laughs> if you look throughout history we always had the moments of really worshiping like the slimmer and thinner figure and then moments of really being for the voluptuous so like in the end of the 20s the 1930s it was all about like these flappers with like everything looked very straight all the things that were like pointing to like a skin a skinny figure and then it came like in the 50s and 60s more like the Sophia Lauren type of woman and then it went back again to being again skinny with the 90s and now it's coming back but the truth is that it looks like to us that it keeps changing, but every woman, skinny, tall, thin, fat, they all are like different flowers. They are all beautiful for what they are, you know? And so there's not even a need to really outsource to the men, whether they like or not the butt or the flat chested or the sporty one. It doesn't really matter it's not up to them <laughs> and if you, you know think about crazy? also i think in the u.s women are so much more meaner to other women than men are mean about it because i think i've seen more women get on a female for being bigger 
And I've seen more females get on an other woman, you know, because her chest is smaller. And it's just like a dog eat dog mm-hmm. world when it comes mm-hmm. to women, like the women realm. And then when it comes to men, they actually are a little bit lighter, <laughs> which is intense to me. I don't know if you've experienced that, but like, this like runs deep you know yes sisterhood it's a big theme that's why I do my moon events because I love to create spaces where women can feel like themselves and so when we talk about women being mean to one another and especially in the U.S. I know you have the whole mean girl high school needs to be terrifying sort of thing which (laughs) is not the same in Europe like you have popular kids but popularity it's not necessarily like the top thing like everybody kind of have their own thing and it's not so polarized I find the U.S. uh, can get to like a very you know what's hilarious uh, is it doesn't just stay in high school it follows you to a job like okay I was one of those kids in high school that would just get along with everybody I mean I did I wasn't band in choir but I got along with everybody because I don't know I just had a lot of friends everywhere And um, Mm -hmm. I didn't let boundaries hold me back is what I would love Mm -hmm. to say. But, you know, now that I'm working in a professional setting, I definitely am not the way I was in high school. Like I was a lot more social in high school and now I just kind of refuse to have conversations at work, but it's the same dynamic. I kid you not, Mm -hmm. there's always somebody who is talking about somebody's business there's always somebody complaining about another person and it's always like Mm. drama every time you turn your head and I'm just like I got patience (laughs) (sighs) I I feel you there I feel you and the thing is that uh, it's really representing of a wound it's not like you know if they knew how uh, damaging it is not only to the people involved in it like to be honest, when there's gossip around, there's a lot of hurt being done to like the person it's being talked about. But the most damage, I can assure you, it's happening to the person doing the gossiping because it's she or he, they're building this idea that they are not worthy attention unless they talk about someone else. They... Um, you know, are not important enough or like they can't trust themselves or people enough to speak in an open and kind way. It takes a certain bravery to be authentic. And some people just have it very naturally. They just feel like, uh, um, you know, why would I gossip, you know? But then again, we are human. So I, I remember like I was gossiping and a friend of mine like, please, like, I don't want to. And I was like, yeah, thank you for the reminder. I, I wanted to share this with you because I thought it was exciting. But you telling me that it was gossip kind of like allowed me to, to think about this and to really realign my energy. Um, but really, if it wasn't for her making the comment, um, she would also be in... Um, and so she actually helped me. She saved me from my own uh, limiting beliefs and pattern. Uh, but she also said, like, I'm terrified that other people do this to me. So I don't want to engage in it when they do it. And I realized that's another wound. So by really bringing this up, we were able to uh, move past it. So I know that, I mean, you cannot really go out there. And uh, I mean, you can. You can go out there and change how, the culture of your workplace. 
but you don't have to that's what i mean you know yeah, no. and um but it, it's totally possible because what you find on the other side is women that just want you to be happy, women who um, really want nothing but your absolute abundance. They want you to be rich, to be wealthy, to be happy. And they're still human. They're still going to fuck up and say things. Uh, and, you know, but it's a different relationship than when you pretend that it's okay, the status quo, you know? And that's what I love about Americans. You guys are for change, like, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is about, I think, just any medical office is it always is going to have its own way of running based off of how the providers are. So, like, mm. the providers set the tone for the office and whatever they allow, they'll continuously allow. And so... Like I could go in there and be like assertive and organized and all the things that um, I feel like would help. But uh, because I'm new, nobody's going to listen. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, you know, first of all, you don't have to. Yeah. And it's really like conscious of you that you know, like, well, I am within a system. And that's what made me change my career. When I say like I have a life when I wake up, and I meditate, it's because I had a life where I couldn't. And I realized how just really poisonous it was for me. And so I made some really tough choices. And, you know, I've experienced a lot of uh, uh, financial instability on my way to achieving the life that I wanted. And the only thing that kept me going was really knowing that I didn't want to engage or be uh, again, in a system where I, I, I wouldn't have a voice, uh, you know, but it's not something that everybody wants to do. And that's OK, you know, because yeah. you can say, OK, at my work, this is the situation. So that's why in my personal life, in my relationship to myself, in relationship to nature, in relationship to my family, in relationship to my belongings, that's when I have a voice. That's when I uh have more agency yeah you know? to kind of give people more don't... control to take the control back i love that yeah and it's not about the control necessarily because control <laughs> is always gonna want to put this like i know i'm like annoying but no you're not um, it's, <laughs> it's about the responsibility you know like i, I can't control shit like that you can't like even if you thought like i can't control my emotion you can't <laughs> like it's just not something it does but you can take responsibility you know you can choose how you respond to like the moments when you feel out of control the more you try to control it the more you bring you into positions of losing the control so if we move the expectation or the idea that we need to control into like i want to practice responding that is more human. That's more achievable. Yeah, that's something that's like you can totally do every morning. Like, I yelled and now I'm going to go and I'm going to apologize. You know, I have received a shitty message. I feel alone and isolated. And so I, and this is not something I can control because I have anxiety or because this happened. But what I can do is that I will reach out to a friend and ask for help. You know, like it's about the practice and practicing also liberates you from proving yourself you know it's not like you're either a good or a bad person a good or a bad friend a good or a bad uh, worker employee you are always some shade of good 
you're just trying, <laughs> you know, every day a little bit better. And sometimes you fuck up. Yeah, I love it. You just made it even better, <laughs> even better to accept. But is there anything else that you wanted to like add on before we close out? Um, definitely, I want to invite people to reach out um, on Sunday, the 20th. I think it will be Saturday for you or for the people listening to your podcast. Um, I have a masterclass about these topics, about my journey into really discovering what's being feminine for me from like a plus size uh, BPD warrior uh, person like what's been my experience through mental health and uh, body acceptance and self-love and so I invite me to come and join if they feel like it and otherwise if the timing doesn't really suit like I love getting the M's I love people sharing a little life just letting me know how they what's where they are and just feel this and and they enjoyed what we have been saying or is uh, interested in, in like oh this afraid I don't bite especially over the internet I can a connection you're never gonna regret making a connection what to whatever level that's safe and take it from me guys she's great to talk to I think we talk to each other like as much as possible because we're on obviously different times but I don't know I think we have great conversations <laughs> so reach out to Melanie she's great I need mm. to add you to my link tree so that it's easier for people to find um and I'll also have you linked uh your profile for mm. Instagram I'll have you linked in YouTube and in Spotify because I found out how to do it now <laughs> and uh so that everybody can Yay. find you and the 20th right of March so that yeah that would be the the 19th for us now what time is it for you it's gonna be at eight o'clock okay eight, eight that in the morning. might be actually early morning of 20 actually 8 p.m yeah because we are eight hours, so it be, yeah, it's going to be 8 p.m., so it should be your noon, I think. Yeah, okay, so that should be easier to get to, because it's Saturday, guys. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Thank you so much for, for coming yeah, on. Yes, at 12. They yeah, mm. um, and thank you guys all for tuning in today. Um, I, I want to thank you too also for inviting me. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> mm. I just wanted to thank you. I'm so sorry. I also am getting like connection on and off. Yeah, it's a it's a little I deeply wanted to uh, take a moment to appreciate everything that you are, how warm and comfortable you feel. I just really enjoy this and I'm looking forward to like the third time <laughs> we do this. Yeah, I I I love doing Zoom calls with, with anybody and I love when you come onto the podcast too and just all of our conversations because you're just, I don't know, you're on the same level that I am <laughs> and you want to do the same things that I want to do. You want to help people mm, yes. and you want to make sure like people are connecting with themselves and truly like, loving themselves on a deep rooted level and 
not a lot of people do that anymore and we need more people like that so <laughs> anything for that but once again you guys thank you so much for tuning in to tortilla talk on youtube and on spotify yeah. um, that's the change we bring so yes and uh you can tune in with us on spotify on monday at 12 a.m so that for you i think would be tuesday at 9 a.m mm. and um all right yeah and then i always end up doing the uh youtube upload around like 8 p.m on monday just you know to give the podcast some time and i link them all together so don't worry guys but thank you guys all for tuning in and have a great day <laughs> bye melody thank you ciao